Hi, my name is Joy from HealingJoy.com, and I'm a spiritual medium. I haven't always been one. Actually, I grew up in a traditional Chinese family and became an engineer. So my entry into the metaphysical world wasn't easy because honestly, I wasn't looking for it. Trust me, telling my parents that I wanted to leave the corporate world and do readings and healings for people wasn't the easiest conversation to have. But me coming to terms with being a medium in this intangible world of the supernatural, spirits, guides, other realms, it's been a challenge. And I'm still struggling to say what I do for work when I meet new people. This podcast is for me to share with you some of those challenges and to help answer some questions that you may not know who to ask or where to start from. I've been developing and working as a spiritual medium for over 10 years now, and I want to share with you some of these experiences in the hope that it can help you out in your own journey. Because I'm recording this from my house, apparently the most soundproof place is my closet, so welcome to The Closet Medium. Hi everyone, welcome to today's podcast around Halloween, one of my favorite times of years to connect with spirit and all things spooky. I have a guest with me today, Shivani. You might have remembered her from a podcast a few months ago uh, who took my class. Shivani, welcome again. Hi, thanks for having me again. So... Today, we're actually going to talk about some spooky things because it's so close to Halloween. And Halloween um, is the time of year where supposedly the veil between the spirit world and the earth world is the thinnest. And that's when it's easier for spirits to cross over or psychic people to connect with ghosts or spirits or people who have passed. It's a cultural thing, I think, that was developed around the Celtic culture. But there's months and times like this in different cultures. Um, For example, in Mexico, they have the Day of the Dead, which is also observed around this time to commune with deceased loved ones. And in the Asian culture, and Shivani, you and I were talking about it in Singapore, they also have kind of ghost month, or what, what did Singaporeans call it? They call it the Hungry Ghost Month. Why is it called a hungry ghost month? Because they believe that that's when, like, the gates of heaven, I guess, opens up and, like, your ancestors and everything kind of, like, come and visit. I think that's the whole idea of it. And that's when, like, in Singapore, you would see um, a lot of people doing offerings. And this would be on the streets. um, And they would, like burn like that paper money and like houses and cars and so I guess that comes from that maybe you might explain the hungry because you know you have wealth and fruit and things like that like your materialistic things yep okay that makes sense which is interesting because the ghost month twist that I have it's also a time my mom and dad used to say you know be careful playing in the water or be careful in certain areas because they used to say if a person died there or drowned or you know fell off a cliff or something ghost month their spirit could actually pull you down into the water or you know make you trip and fall and replace your spirit with theirs so yeah the hungry the hungry ghost (laughs) theory sounds a little bit better than what i grew up with but they would always say to me, be careful for Ghost Month, because in the sense that 
the trapped souls of these, you know, tragic deaths. If you happen to be in that area during the ghost month, it's the time, I guess, similar to Halloween, where the veil is the thinnest, where they could actually swap your soul with theirs. Uh, a little bit yeah. spooky, but yeah. So ghost month is in lots of cultures. Halloween is just, I guess, a time of year where people are more accepting of it, of the you know things that go bump in the night, the witches, the goblins. Being in our spiritual world, Shivani, and taking classes and stuff, you know that it's ghost month every every month, and it's yep. spirits all around us. And the reason um, I've invited Shivani on this podcast today is I wanted to talk to you, Shivani, about your first experience, um, which happened actually recently with spirit, with what it felt like to have a spirit. I don't want to say possess you. That's not the word for it. It's not exactly a possession, but definitely influence your life. Yeah, yeah. So could you share with us a little bit what happened? It, it was a couple of months ago, and like the, one of the key things that I faced was I love my apartment. Like it's my safe space, and it's, it's where you know, I love being at. Um, but the, all of a sudden, like one day and over a few months, um, it came to a point where I didn't want to be in my own apartment. Like I felt uncomfortable. Um, and I was actually going on holiday and I was going back home and I usually look forward to going back home but then I it was at a point where I really was just like I need to get out of Melbourne I just need to get out of the apartment so it came to a point where I just didn't want to be in my apartment and it just felt really off Um, and also me personally like I was just kind of blowing up at things actually when I left when I went back home um the minute I crossed the ocean like I was perfectly fine like I was happy I never felt it but when I came back um it was the same feeling like I just felt uncomfortable in my space in myself I guess like yeah I was just agitated all the time and did you know you had a spirit around you I didn't I couldn't like I just wasn't aware yeah I didn't feel it which is interesting because usually when I do feel spirits around me um my telltale sign is that my heart starts palpitating um so I used to always be able even as a kid I used to always be able to sense spirits around me because my heart palpitates but with this situation I didn't sense it at all um I just didn't know and it's fascinating because so many people actually don't realize it and there's spirit all around us. And I, I want to just clarify to our audience, there's spirit around us that visit, like your grandmother or whatever, yeah. and they don't affect you because those are the spirits that actually have crossed over. And when they say rest in peace, in, in yeah. a sense, crossed over and, and have peace and can come back and visit. What you experienced, Shivani, and what a lot of other people aren't aware of are spirits that haven't crossed over that are considered rescue or lost spirits and they have an energy effect on the people in the living that's why you felt the way you did and you felt better when you left your house and and then when you were in it because their energy essentially it's like having a stranger in your house you just can't see your stranger what's scary is depends on their energy I think yours was rather mild. I, I, I mean, maybe a little bit grumpy, 
but not yeah a little bit heavy but not too violent or anything yeah yeah so i've had energies around me and my partner and i've noticed it more around my partner because he won't pick it up where it's been somebody violent the one energy that was around him was a person who used to drink a lot and who mm-hmm. was shot by the police um it was someone he knew so um when i finally found the spirit and sent him to light i described him and my partner knew who this person was and before either of us picked it up it influenced my partner's behavior in becoming almost violent he drank a lot more so it's it's a fascinating thing it's not quite possession but these spirits around you can definitely influence your behavior and your thinking yeah i've actually had someone um who got possessed oh and it which it it completely it's even altered her personality till today because um when she was possessed um she became very recluse like she's like she's the bubbliest person ever um and she became really recluse didn't want to come out of house um didn't want to meet anyone um was just very very weird until um we figured out that she was possessed it was because of a priest that we found out that she's possessed and um the priest is able to drive the spirit out but till today there's still sort of after effects for lack of a better term in her like she's she's fine now but like there's instances of her like how she was when she was possessed that you see glimpses of it that's become that her personality now yeah that's that's yeah. frightening that's frightening and i i know what you're talking about um some people have asked me you know is possession a real thing yes and mm. no i've noticed in dealing with clearings and clients entities which aren't necessarily haven't been human you can't really get possessed unless there's some subconscious thing within yourself that you are allowing that attachment. Yeah. And what I've noticed in doing clearings for clients and 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 whatnot, the clients that usually get things attached to them if they're harder to remove are usually going through depression, almost yeah. su- suicidal in the sense that there's a part of them that doesn't physically want to be in their body in in, in this earth and mm. if they have that then it's easier for another spirit or attachment to come so close to the energy and just like what happened to you influence you and influence yeah. your friend it, it looks like a possession because they've mm. they've left their body essentially and they've let this other spirit soul come in and influence them in their actions and yeah. how they speak and it's amazing because um, even witnessing with my partner, who's not violent, he was definitely throwing things in the house. And I was like, what? what's wrong with you? And you have to separate that person from the spirit and really stop and say, okay, wait, this is not you. What's going on? And you have to be able to tune in and see the energy around them. Now, what it's interesting, and I remember working with you, Shivani, neither of us were talking or even sensing something around you at that yeah, time exactly. you it, it can be so subtle that these energies blend in with your environment and you and you just 
chalk it up as someone being in a bad mood or, you know, something else is off in your life. And so you just kind of ignore it. It wasn't until I tried to tune into you, Shivani, and I was going to give you a healing at that point, that the spirit popped up. Yeah. And I went, oh, there's something with you. Yeah. And so that's a big telltale sign because we don't go in around our environment tuning into people and around them because these spirits can hide. I had um, one spirit on this client, which was very clever. Whenever I was around, it would unattach itself from her oh, wow. and hide. So I couldn't pick it up. And every time I left, left, it would reattach itself to her. Yeah. And so every time I cleared, she'd be like, no, something's still around me. Something's still around me. And I'm like, no, it's gone. It's not there. But it was. It just hid and some of these are very, very clever because these spirits at one point were human. And depending on who they were human, yeah, I used yeah. to say, yeah, I used to say just because, you know, uh, an asshole in real life doesn't make them a saint in heaven type of thing, you know? Yeah, that makes so much sense, actually. Yeah, so they can be quite manipulative as well. So yeah. it, it's it's really interesting how you detect spirit and how there has to be a willing party to let them be more or less close enough to be like a possession to you so i'm sorry to hear about your friend but it's interesting though too it's almost like and i've dealt with a client like this this woman was so depressed um it was almost clinical that she she used spirituality almost as an escapism where she would like to talk to spirit and live in that world and not in this world. So she would constantly get um, things attached to her enough like what you're saying to your friend. It changed her personality. It started to affect her mentally. Yeah. There was already mental instability there. So having different energies come through you and sort of manipulate, influence you just kind of made her more unstable. Yeah. Which is really scary because there's a very fine line between um, being open and spiritual and then having this really affect your mental health and becoming almost schizophrenic. Yeah. Uh, It's a scary thing. I dealt with my psychologist when I first started putting up because I thought I was crazy. And he was like, no, you're not. But he was explaining to me the patients he worked with that maybe started out as spiritually open, but because of what, like your friend, so much attached to her and whatnot, it, it just changed her personality a bit. Yeah, it's a bit scary, actually. It is, it is a scary world, because um, it's there, whether it's around Halloween or not. The world of spirit yeah. is around us, but so many people brush it off, right? If they can't see it, they're like, oh, it's not really there. Okay, I've experienced, maybe I'm not explaining this right, but I've experienced spirits. Um, oh, I don't know what they are, actually, because having grown up in Singapore, like, we're very aware of these things, and there's a lot of um, extra things that happen. So, like, we're people who actually, like, live in these cemeteries and actually use spirits through, like, black magic and things like yeah. that. It's, it's something that, like, living... Um, in, in Asia, like, it's very, it's, it's something that's very predominant, I guess. Not yes. predominant, but it's something that 
you hear about. Um, and I've been in areas where, um, like, I have sense, like you said, like a really black energy, and you'd know not to go. Yeah next to it yeah uh, i'm not even going like once i'm once i'm even going near like say the radius of of that of where whatever's there like i already have like red flags going up and i'm just like no because yeah. it's just very dense or um, for me like i said my heart palpitates when i sense these sort of things so i'm really like i can't go yeah yeah i've sensed those sort of things i don't know if those would be not spirits and other things if that's what you would consider it i guess i i would anything that deals with dark magic or black magic if people talk about that usually aren't spirits in the physical sense that people imagine you know like a past loved one these are what i would consider entities or energies that can be quite low frequency dark yeah. And can almost ship, uh, shape shift into yeah. different forms. Yeah. And that's why people call upon for dark magic or voodoo or spells. Um, yeah. It's almost like making a, I don't want to say a deal with the devil, but kind of. You're, you're playing with, yeah, yeah, you're playing with an energy source you don't know. And if you think you can control it, that's, yeah. that's a very uh, imaginative idea that you have right because there's no bounds really they usually want something from you um Mm. that's where the the spells or the the magic comes in right and it's usually dark magic and it's usually um a not good energy that you're putting out there in exchange for something else and what they want from you or you might not even realize could be influencing you in some way that you have no idea right or causing yeah. harm to something that you have no idea um but you're in this physical world and this entity which was this dark energy which is probably what you sense in these cemeteries and what people use for black magic have never been human right but they need things yeah. in this physical world um to channel their energies through right like everything we do as a, as a psychic medium is a channel when we work through our guides when we do healing when we do readings we are a channel right so we're channeling this lovely spiritual energy but you can be a channel for anything including these darker energies yeah so um i think you absolutely have experienced these darker energy and they're they're scary i found as i was opening up the more open you got and the more, if you had natural gifts, before you learned how to control it, and I found this with myself and other clients that are just opening up, a lot of times they would find these darker energies almost wanting to shut them down. Yeah. It was almost like they don't want you to realize the power you have within yourself and what you can do, so they try to manipulate you or try to scare you, so to speak. And... And a lot of people um, get scared and, and don't open up completely because of the experiences they had where they this dark energy or this heaviness they'll feel around them and they don't know what it is. And absolutely, when you're a child or when you're new to this, it's freaky. It's freaky. Yeah, you don't yeah. know what it is. It's These are not human things. These are I, what I call entities. But yeah, it's, it's that same energy that goes around voodoo, dark magic, black magic. So... 
yeah, I would do the same thing and stay away from it. It's a scary world out there, whether we see it or not, it's there. And it, you don't have to be scared if you understand energy and understand that you actually have control in the physical world, right? Yeah. And, and you have that power. So it doesn't have to be scary. It's just that understanding. But Halloween is always an interesting time. I do find it is easier to connect to spirit during this time. So I want to take this opportunity to do a meditation for you where you could connect to past loved ones, friends, or even pets. But you have to remember, just like in the real world, when you call on someone or request someone, they might not be there. So I can't guarantee that this meditation will get you your grandmother or best friend or whatnot, but we can try. So if you have a candle, go ahead and light it and get yourself seated in a comfortable position. Taking a deep breath in and out, getting yourself relaxed and focused with the intention to connect to the highest vibration of light. And in this light, I want you to have an intention to connect with a specific person or animal, a loved one, someone from your past, someone that you hold close to your heart. We're gonna ask our guides to put an extra layer of protection around us right now in this bubble of light that the candle brings. Breathe in that light and feel it go all around your house, all around your space, encompassing you and your surroundings. Breathing in this light, and as you exhale, the love in your heart for this person or this animal adds to the light and expands. Breathing in and out, we ask our guides to step a little bit closer. Holding hands, they create a circle of protection and a circle of light around you. This light has the intention to connect to this person or animal. Someone you're familiar with, someone that you love. An invitation to bring them a bit closer. Closer in, feeling their energies, walking into the light, walking to your heart to just be shown. There's a connection and a familiarity, a welcoming of souls, a reunion of sorts. Breathing in and out, we ask your guides to hold the space. You might feel that light fade a bit get softer around the edges. And as the light softens, you might see an image, a shadow, a familiar face. A memory might pop up in your head. Focus on these moments. Focus on this energy. 
It's a connection that's into your heart and that will always remain. Your loved ones are never far. They're only a thought away. But today we bring that thought a little closer into your reality. We bring those memories a bit closer to your heart. And we step back in time and we welcome them. If they are here at this moment, we ask them to give you a sign. It could be a little bit of a tingle, a bit of a nudge, a song that reminds you of them, a smell, a symbol. Whatever that sign is, know that they are here. You might see that sign a bit later down the road or in the dream, but know that they are not far. In fact, they're always with you. It's just in this moment, they're a bit closer. Breathing in and out, your guides support you with whatever message you need to receive. Know that you're loved. Know that they are loved and they are perfectly fine and at peace. And with that, you see that light getting brighter now, brightening up your room, brightening up the circle of light. As your guides escort your loved ones back where they belong, knowing that you can connect to them whenever you wish, knowing that they're there for you in a whisper of the wind, in the glow of the moonlight, in a smile, in a passing by, scent. They're never far. And as you breathe, you release this energy and you thank your loved ones for being here and you thank your guides for this opportunity. But right now we bring you back separating you from this world, bringing you back into your own reality as you thank spirit for this opportunity. Bring yourselves back, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally back into one, back into your body. Taking a deep breath down, all the way and connecting it into the core of the earth. As you ground yourself into this reality, you feel yourself back into your room, back into your body, thanking spirit and releasing that energy. And with that, I want to thank you for your time. Thanks Shivani for her time. And I want to wish you all a very happy Halloween. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today, and for more information about classes I teach or private sessions, please go to theclosetmedium.com.